Welcome to Now on Netflix. This is your weekly geeky show that helps you find what to watch. I'm Princess Weeks and I am excited to host this week's episode. You may remember my nasally kind of loud voice from Netflix Geeked podcast and I'm so excited to be here and talk about all the latest things going on on Netflix. A little later in the show we're going to preview the new film Pain Hustlers with Tadoom.com editor Ann Cohen. But first I am joined by Netflix's Cyrus Germani to geek out over all the exciting Geek Week news. Geek Week is our week-long celebration and announcement of all the fun franchise returns and new titles dropping that have everything to do with the science fictional, the fantastical, the animated, and all the anime goodness that you and yours love. Welcome back, Cyrus! I love Geeked Week. So happy to be here and talk to you about it. I am so excited. So from November 6th to 12th, we're going to be returning to Geek Week for another year. And we have so many things coming out that my inner child is completely like vomiting over with excitement. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a really good time. Just a very joyous and exciting time to be very online and be the first one to see like teasers and trailers and first looks of the series and films we're actually just obsessed with all year. Which day are you most excited about? Because I'm looking from Monday all the way through Sunday, and there's a lot to choose from, but what do you think is the premiere day that you have to be there to see? There's kind of something to be excited about every single day. Monday, that's going to be a Stranger Things Day. It's Stranger Things Day, and every year when we have these live streams, we see everyone in the chat saying, when Stranger Things, when Stranger Things. I'm so excited to start this year's show with it. Across all of our social platforms, there'll be posts and debuts and some special fan celebration happening that day from the upside down. And Tuesday and Wednesday of that week, it just kind of keeps rolling and growing with social posts. Our live shows that are like the showcase tune-in moments, that's happening starting on Thursday, November 9th. We have a showcase on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, in each of those, we're going to be covering something like 20 series, film, animation, games, all building to Sunday, which is kind of the day I'm the most excited about, which is Rebel Moon Day. We've got uh, Zack Snyder joining us, going to see more of the film than we have so far, get answers to a lot of the questions that like come up when you see that teaser. I can't begin to explain to you, when the trailer for Rebel Moon came out and I looked at it, I, I text all my friends and I said, finally, a movie for me. As a huge Sucker Punch fan, watching another original piece from Zack Snyder, I'm like, it's time. I can't wait. And especially something that's purely original. He really was exploding around 300 and around the Watchmen and a lot of things that were adapted from great graphic novels. Um, so much of his career has been that. But it's so clear to me that Rebel Moon is also a passion project and also something that started in his mind. His name is in the credits on that teaser and the poster art. He's listed like six times because he like wrote, directed, DP'd it. He is behind the cinematography and the story direction and so much of it. So it's pretty cool to see. No, that's amazing. I think the world needs more original sci-fi, so I'm ready for it. But the day that I'm most excited about, everything is great, but Friday is going to be Yu Hakusho. And I cannot explain to you, especially after the success of One Piece, how exciting it is that we're finally gonna get some more looks at this show. I do not think you'll be disappointed. You get a really great look at the series. This has been kind of the year of One Piece and a turning point for live action adaptation and being able to see things that are that wondrous and vivid and it's just exciting being able to happen in live action, you know, with all the learnings of, of everything that's come before it and especially knowing like 
the people that are, that are working on things like One Piece, Avatar The Last Airbender, Yu Yu Hakusho, these are the biggest fans in the world of the original series that they're adapted from, the manga that they're adapted from. There's so much love going into this, like Zack is putting into Rebel Moon. I think that uh, it's going to really come through when these series drop. When you have anime fans, especially of One Piece, almost universally say that the live action show is great, you know that you've done the impossible. <laughs> like you have accomplished something so huge with that. I think that everybody was on a range between skeptical and cautiously optimistic. And you should be when it's something that, that is that important to you. But like I said, those same concerns and skepticisms being carried by the people that really want to deliver this right for them and for the rest of the fans out there. It's a really exciting time to be, you know, a fan of this stuff. What time should people be tuning in each day to get all of the best insights into everything? It's going to be unavoidable. Like your feed will be Geeked Week all week. And especially the first half of the week, it's going to be social posts dropping throughout the day. But Thursday, when those live showcases kick off, it's going to be at 1 PST. That is a live stream that's going to be pushed to, to Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere that you follow Netflix Geek, you're going to be able to tune into it. The whole event is like setting your intentions and watch list for the next year. One of the things that caught my eye on the schedule is the powerhouse animation spotlight. Now, I swallowed Castlevania Nocturne. So what will the animation fans have to look forward to on that Friday? Oh, man. Man, Powerhouse is awesome. So basically, we are sitting down with some of the character designers, animators, the creatives behind shows like Castlevania Nocturne. But in that animation spotlight, you're going to get an exclusive sneak peek at Masters of the Universe Revolution, Blood of Zeus Season 2, and more Castlevania. Plus, there's an animated Tomb Raider series, The yes. Legend of Lara Croft. That's going to be part of that showcase, too. I remember that was announced, and I was like, what? I was like, for Tomb Raider, I couldn't believe it. And I forgot that dreams do come true and we have this to look forward to. I mean, these things take a long time to make. And I think that seeing some of the commentary around Yu Yu Hakusho, people that have been waiting for this since it was first announced a couple of years ago, things are feeling ready and it's going to be exciting stuff to look at for sure. I am just so excited that there's so much fun and creative work being out there for all the nerds that I think really could use some of this pick-me-up from all these amazing creators that have like brought every one of us together. It's going to be an amazing week of content. Is there anything else on the lineup that was really jumping out to you? Oh man, what wasn't? I think the Master of the Universe, because I feel like that's another one that I've been just excited about. But I guess Exploding Kittens. Hell yeah. So for both of these, it's really like top shelf voice talent. Not only in Exploding Kittens do you have Tom Ellis voicing God Cat, literally God turned into a cat. Then in Masters of the Universe, joining what's already an absolutely stacked cast, you have William Shatner. So like William Shatner and Mark Hamill in the same series, like I can't wait to see this and hear this and hopefully get some sort of behind the scenes photo of the legends together. If you could just see my face, like the massive grin, it's just like the, the two star fandoms have collided. <laughs> Y'all at home don't know, but we are absolutely psyched. The lineup for Geek Week this year is crazy. There's so much animation, bunch of new anime coming out, stuff like, and also, also things that are like outside of just the strict fiction and, and genre space. You've got like Life on Our Planet, 
which is just like amazing dinosaur goodness. I was able to get the screeners and watch some of that. And I have to tell you, I ended up Googling the mass extinction events all night long because if Morgan Freeman's telling me anything about the world, I'm gonna look it up afterwards. It was such a like surreal experience. This is the story of the great battles of survival and the dynasties that would take over the world. From the beginning of life to today. So the show is this partnership between Industrial Light and Magic and uh, the creators of Our Planet, and it's executive produced by Spielberg. And the people working on it are putting that passion into it also. Like, fights between these dinosaurs and all these nature scenes, they are, like, modeling them in advance using, like, handheld dinosaur toys and Legos and iPhones to be like, what's the exact shot that we want to then spend the next months and years developing? There's so much joy going into this stuff. Life on Our Planet was just such a beautiful experience and it just kind of reminded me of how much life has existed in this world and its geekiness in the purest, dorkiest kind of way. But thank you so much, Cyrus, for being here, catching us up on everything that's going to be happening on Geek Week. Life on our planet is out now. It's so enjoyable. And Cyrus, just thank you so much for being here. This was so fun getting to talk to you. You're amazing. My pleasure. I feel like we're barely scratching the surface. You should go to geekedweek.com and see the full title run and schedule because I promise there's something on there that will make you lose your mind. to preview the new film Pain Hustlers is Tadoom.com editor Ann Cohen. Hi, princess. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, in the new film Pain Hustlers, upon losing her job, a blue-collar woman struggling to raise her daughter takes a job at a failing pharmaceutical startup only to get involved in a dangerous racketeering scheme. The film is directed by David Yates, best known for his work in the Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter universe, starring Emily Blunt, Chris Evans, Catherine O'Hara, Chloe Coleman, Andy Garcia, and Jay Duplass. Just what a lineup. There is so much talent here. It's like outstanding. It is about this racketeering scheme and this kind of like shady business, but like it's also pretty relatable in the sense that like ultimately it's about a working mom who's like trying to take care of her kid and who wants her chance at the American dream and like, you know, is kind of down on her luck and sees this opportunity where she can be really great at something and is given this chance to prove herself and she does. And and that's something that I think like everyone can kind of like tap into, relate to, you know, even if the like scammy part of it isn't something that you necessarily want to you know get into absolutely i think the human element is like what's going to be grounding of how like most people don't want to start a con and get caught up in like a giant scheme that harms people but you know capitalism makes you capitalize and it's sort of the tragedy of seeing her start off but also bringing a lot of people who really wouldn't get an opportunity to do serious work get that opportunity which i thought was also kind of bittersweet all of these like single moms just like trying to figure something out and they got caught up as well. Yeah, it's like there's so many barriers to entry. And then like, you know, you see this chance and like, why wouldn't you take it, you know? And then like, ultimately, she starts to see there's this like a darker side of it. But, you know, at first, this is just like some woman who's trying to get, you know, ahead in the world. 
Exactly. Especially because, like, the healthcare system itself already feels like an MLM. So, like, why not start your own on top of it? Like, it's just eating that same system. So I thought it was just a really human look. And it is based on a nonfiction book called The Hard Cell that was published last year. So it feels like this is a very, like, topical, ready-for-now kind of moment film. Definitely. And it's, like, while it's, you know, based on a true story, I think it's, like, very fictionalized and oh, dramatized. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I think all the characters, that's what, like, makes all these characters so compelling. Chris Evans is so Boston in this movie. There are times I was like, what? I was like, I forgot that that's just what he sounds like. He's Bostoning real hard. I think this is such a good role for him because, you know, he we're so used to seeing him as, like, Captain America kind of clean-cut guy. He's such a sleazebag in this yeah. movie, and he does it so well. You know what we bill on a full-dose script? What? 40 grand. A year? A month. You're saying I can commission 48 grand a year on one patient? Or half a mil on 10. Is that real? It's up to you. You eat what you kill. It's a long odds lottery ticket buried under a thousand rejections. And you gotta have the grit and the balls to reach down and scratch it. Yeah, scumbag Chris Evans is my favorite form of his many personas. So I'm glad he's gone back to uh, the rivers and lakes that I think he's used to. But yeah, I think that the, it being fictionalized also helps, especially after what happened with Theranos. There's only so much girl boss empire crime that people can take in real life. that I think having it kind of be an almost a very bittersweet comedy of errors at points and then also like a tragic look at like the legal realities and physical realities of what happens to people who are struggling under a very already complicated and somewhat corrupt system and how people can take advantage of that. Yeah, and I think what's cool about this movie is that you get ready to be entertained. You know, some of it is absurd and comical and wild and, you know, kind of raw and revealing. But then, like, you know, it it's never takes lightly the consequences of what all of this led to. There are very dark outcomes to this, and, and the movie's really aware of that. Yeah, and I think that grounding helps you stay invested at each turn. And I think, and you know, Emily Blunt, I don't think I've ever seen her do anything like this before. I was so surprised because she was already in this very huge prestige film earlier this year. And then to have her be in this film where she's playing so many different things actually gets, you know, more lines of dialogue. I just was reminded, like, why she's one of our best living actresses of, like, this generation. Like, she's so good. Whenever she's on screen, my eyes are just glued. And I think, like, she has such an interesting arc in this movie. Like, even, like, if you just look at, like, the costumes and clothes that she's wearing, you know, like, she starts out and she's, like, wearing these, like, you know, jeans, sweats, like, just, like, trying to get by. And then, like, she starts, like, trying to get more put together. Like, you can tell she has her interview dress. And then she gets, like, more and more and more polished. I think it's just such an interesting way to, like, see how her character evolves. Yeah, there's one shot where I think she's going to Catherine O'Hara in like a lime green pantsuit or and I was just like, she's really made it now, guys. Oh, and we have to talk about Catherine O'Hara because I think what's cool about this movie, too, is like it is really about like these three generations of women who are trying to like build their lives. Like there's Emily Blunt and there's also her daughter who's played by Chloe Coleman and, you know, who has this medical condition that prompts Liza Drake to kind of like, you know, get her shit together and like try to try to get a job and 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 make some money so she can you know pay for her own daughter's healthcare issues which is like a whole added layer and then there's like Catherine O'Hara who's also a woman who's kind of been underestimated and who has all this potential and who like is brought in as a saleswoman and is you know great at it 
Yeah, I think I love anything that shows like all of these skills that we dismiss in like the Wall Street business empire. It's like, those are actually the best marketing skills you could have. Like knowing how to upsell yourself just as like a, a woman walking in, working in the world is already your first step. Were there any other performances that you found really stuck out to you as you were when you were watching the film? Okay, well, I am a huge Andy Garcia fan. He plays the head of the Santa Therapeutics. And he's kind of this, like, presented this as kind of genius. And he's kind of, like, above it all. But, you know, kind of really isn't. You see that, like, the greed really drives him as well. Um, but he just, like, Andy Garcia is just always a delight to watch. Like, he can be funny. He can be grounded. He's just, he's a star. No, he is so compelling. And I think whenever you get, like, a seasoned talent like that, it just kind of makes everything come together. Like even in, it, no matter how much screen time he has, he just owns all of it. Yeah. I mean, you can you put him and Catherine O'Hara in a scene together, like watch out. I know. They were so good. I was just like, and Catherine O'Hara, I don't think I've seen her in anything recently after Shit's Creek. So just having her back in my eyeballs, I was like, just, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> it's an amazing cast. And I think that every time I was watching this, I kept thinking like what it reminds me of. It felt so like, the Big Short. Like, I feel like for the audiences that really like The Big Short or any of those um, movies that are, like, teaching you about something but also peppering with these, like, slice-of-life kind of elements to it, I think that there's, like, a huge audience that's going to really enjoy seeing this and getting caught up in the human element but also just in, like, getting to yell at how terrible the healthcare system is in the United States because at the end of the day, that's the true villain uh, of the film. Yeah, like it's not preachy. It's it's entertaining, but you do come away from it having learned something. And I think, you know, what better use of your time? Thank you so much for coming and talking with this. This is like such an interesting film. No, oh, thanks for having me. We have covered a lot this week. So just to recap, Life on Our Planet is out now. Watch it, it's so amazing. Pain Hustlers is out tomorrow. And there are also a few other new titles that are out now that we didn't get to talk much about, including the new comedy special, Pete Holmes, I'm Not For Everyone, and The Unexplained with William Shatner, season three, an investigative series where scientists and historians delve into strange and mysterious phenomena. That is gonna do it for this week's episode. Next week, now on Netflix is previewing all the light we cannot see, Nyad, Sly, and Selling Sunset. Thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye.